Hello and welcome to the Everything Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Chris Burns, and I am glad that you have taken time uh, to out of your schedules and chosen to listen to this podcast. I hope that it is a blessing to you and I hope it is beneficial to you. Uh, the last couple um, we were uh, we listened to uh, and have had a discussion with my children, uh, Chris and Danielle, or Billy, um, and they talked about being creatives and how to uh, how to use the tools to reach the uh, reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then also how that we've got to be relational with each other and the generations to reach all the generations. And so I I hope you will go back and listen to those uh, two podcasts. Today's episode is is was another one that I have. Was looking, have looked forward to, and just truly enjoyed uh, sitting and talking with my lovely wife. Uh, she, uh, Nicole, she is a uh, counselor, a mental health counselor, and uh, holds a master's degree in uh, marriage and family counseling. And we sat down and just talked about the mental health uh, and how it relates to the church and how. Um, we as a church have got to begin to look at this as more than oh just a little we just need more faith it's we need to really take a a dive deep into uh what it means to to be healthy mentally also and so i hope you've enjoy, i hope you will enjoy this uh, and we'll be back afterwards to talk a little bit about it one of my favorite authors, Dr. Mark Rutland, uh, talks about in um, his book, Courage to be Healed, and some in um, uh, of his other books also, talks about the um, that Jesus is called the Wonderful Counselor, and that the Holy Spirit is the Comforter. And he talks about that at salvation, we go, um, that that's just the start of this process really uh, we're, we are saved instantaneously but he also talks about that that it it takes some time to work through some of the the issues that we have um, I guess issues is probably not the best word to use there but mental health um, struggles struggles I will use that word mm-hmm. uh, struggles um, that several Christians and Christ followers have. Uh, that are dealing with, mm-hmm. um, as, but if you go and talk to a, a, the average church member, maybe, um, and you start talking about mental health with them, they have this idea that mental health is a a bad thing. You know that if we go talk to a counselor, uh, psychiatrist, or a psychologist, or a mental health counselor. Uh, or even even sometimes just going and talking to to their pastor mm-hmm. um, in a moment of, of weakness in a moment of desperation or a moment of of crisis that that's a bad thing to do that we shouldn't have to do that because we're saved you know and we have the Holy Spirit and we have this we talk about how this we've got the Holy Spirit and it's the dunamis and it's the power and all these things and Yes, the Holy Spirit is that, but how do we move past this idea that discussing mental health uh, and getting mental health help is a bad thing? I think it comes down to vulnerability. We, as 
human beings don't enjoy being vulnerable. Um, that's why people have a hard time forming relationships or love interests. Um, but in the church, uh, it's it's really evident. Um, people do not like to feel vulnerable. You know, they like uh, if church is a checkoff of their of their weekly thing. Um, you know, that's what it is. They they come in, they sit in the pew, they they speak the, the Christianese, they shake hands, and they're done. But the Holy Spirit can comfort us when we will become vulnerable before him. So when we fail to, um, so many times we struggle with even letting our pastor or other church members know about issues that we have, uh, that we need prayer for when we should, these are people that we should be, you know, arm in arm with, um, linking together in prayer and spiritual warfare together, but we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to people to know that things are happening in our lives. And the, the thing is, is that we all have stuff. We all have issues. We all struggle from time to time, but we don't want others to know that. Um, and that comes down to mental health as well. Um, if you, if you don't understand how a sitting down with a counselor is helpful, it's because you don't want to be vulnerable with it, with anyone, especially a stranger. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, sitting down with a counselor is hard work because a good counselor will make you look inward. And sometimes what we, we spend our whole lives painting that facade and uh, putting on a brave face. And in the counselor's office, that's where vulnerability comes to light. And we have to look at those things that we've been hiding from the world for so long. And I, I think that's really a problem in the church because, you know, if so many times, you know, if, if you, it's been preached at people, not just from the pulpit, but from person to person that, um, you know, if you're suffering with depression, well, you just need the joy of the Lord. Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength, but depression is real. You know, it's not always a spiritual attack. Sometimes it's a physiological element that's off in your brain, you know, and you need help with that. Um, or you feel like if you struggle with doubt, then, oh, you just need faith. Well, Jesus himself said, you know, seek me, you know, knock and it will be opened unto you. He, God invites our doubts and so forth. And um, so we... Go ahead. But um, talking about the, the vulnerability, vulnerability um, that reminds me of um, the leadership. What, what happens in leadership? Patrick Lencioni talks about it in his five dysfunctions of a team. He talks about that the number one issue with a team is the absence of trust and mm -hmm. being that vulnerable being vulnerable with them and if if the leader can't be vulnerable then the rest of the team cannot be vulnerable so and with that is that absence of trust is not that they're going to be honest i mean um well yes they'll, they'll be honest but it's not like the the absence of trust is not um that they're going to do do the right thing but it's that in that um uh, that I can trust that if I tell you something, mm -hmm. that you will keep it and that you won't act on it or use it against me. 
Right. You know, and that sometimes I think is part of the issue with with church is church does have a bad name sometimes. Absolutely. That we kick people while they're down. You Absolutely. Know? And use use that against them every now and then. So how do we move past that? How do we get past that? And then how do we um, go um, and and you know be able to do what what Jesus told us to do, which is to take the gospel to the whole world? I'm not really sure how you move past that, other than. The, the thing is, the, the number one excuse, the number one overall top excuse of why people don't go to church is because it's full of sinners. It's full of hypocrites. Well, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm one of the biggest sinners in my church. Um, but thankfully, I'm saved by grace. The, the thing is, is I still make mistakes. And we have to, um, we, we all need Jesus. And we have to decide that following him is most important. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us on who to trust um, and, and where to plug in. I mean, you know, just because mama and grandmama went to this church 150 years ago does not mean that that may be the church for you. You know, you have to go where God leads you, where he wants you to plug in. He will have the right people in the right place at the right time for you. They'll be able to minister to you. You'll also be able to minister and work in your giftings and your callings as well if you're if you're plugged into the right place. So, um, but we have to, we have to, have to, have to listen to the Holy Spirit about who to trust um, and be vulnerable with because, I mean... Let's face it, there are those people, and if you are listening to this and you are one of these people, if this identifies with you, please, please, please consider stopping. (laughs) But these people will go out there and they put everything on Facebook, you know, everything. And uh, and that's just, it's just dangerous. It's dangerous for your mental health. It's dangerous for just your sanity. Um, you know, and then there's other people who, you know, don't tell anyone anything, you know. Um, I don't think that's healthy either. You know Well, they don't tell people on Facebook or social media. Right. Which is which is fine. But they've got to talk to somebody. They've got to talk to someone. Having those connections and those trusted relationships is important. God is a relational being. He created us so he could have relationship with us. It is so important. And so we are made in his image. So we are relational beings. And so it's important for us to have those those connections with people. Um, But again, it's, it's about vulnerability. We've got to get past our fear. And our past hurt. Every one of us have been burnt and hurt, uh, either by someone in leadership, maybe a mentor, uh, maybe a, a churchgoer. It happens. I've got a friend who says um, that the deepest um, cut that they've ever experienced was by stained glass, you know, and just meant that church hurt cuts and hurts the worst because you expect somebody, a coworker, you know, to backstab you and try to get ahead you know, at your job, but not at church. You know, those people are supposed to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but the problem is, is that they, we're all sinners. They feel with a ghost. I don't know if it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But we're all sinners, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so, um, you know, church has got to be a place of vulnerability. When we can walk into God's house, it's not our house, it's God's house. I don't care how much you clean the toilets there, how, how much you paid for that pew, that is God's house. And when we look at it as His place, and we, we reverence it that way, that it's his and not mine. It's like when you pay your tithes, that's his money. I don't dictate where that goes. Um, we, we've got to be able, when we can walk in there and trust that the Holy Spirit has led us there and trust trust him. You know, we. I, I pray you can you can trust your pastor. I, try, I pray that you can trust your pastor's wife and the leadership at your church. Um. And if you can't, if you don't feel like you can trust them, then you need to pray about where you need to go. Um, but you can trust God. You can trust uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in everything that you do. We did a series not too long ago um, called Jesus Knows. And the um, the... I think it's the first or the second podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, is is one of your is one that you did? Okay. On, I think it's on weariness mm. and uh, that, that how Jesus became weary. Yes, and different things. And and this whole series was on Jesus knows, and we talked about um, Jesus knows our grief and our down and Jesus knows our hurts he knows our betrayal he knows our victories he knows our joy he knows our our happiness and and that Jesus experienced all of these emotions yes he really did I mean his humanity sorry his humanity we forget I mean that's the one thing that that God has kind of hit me over the head with was that he was 100% God and 100% man and I always looked at Jesus as the, the God in him superseded the man in him. But he was, that, that's what made him. He was fully both. And so he, he struggled with the same emotional stress that I, I, I struggle with. The, so if Jesus struggled with those things and he had to go to his father, And and the angels had to come and minister to him. Mm-hmm. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, Elijah and Moses ministered to him. And the woman uh, who came and anointed his feet ministered to him. Mm-hmm. And others ministered to him. We need that same, we need those same things. We need those same, that same help. Yes. Now, it can come from from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. or it, the Holy Spirit can use others to to help us, and that sometimes is the way that uh, a Christian counselor will will work. Absolutely. Um, and and bring into those things into our our minds and our our thought processes that you know does make us look inwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, if Jesus knows these things. 
and he's leading. He needed this. How much more do do we need this? Oh, so much more. So so much more. And and when we are willing to take that step and go and listen and talk and and be ministered to that way, we are a better people. We're stronger. Stronger. Yes. We're, we're a stronger person for it because, um, I you know God cares about. Our mental health. He cares about. He cares about all of us, including our emotional well-being, our physical, spiritual well-being. All of that he cares about. I think back to um, just some of the rituals that that God commanded the Jews to do in the Old Testament, and using some of the the essential oils that He did, especially for burial. Some I, w- I was reading because you you know me, I love my essential oils, and how I use aromatherapy in my office. But some of the some of the oils that God called the the Jews to to use after a bear after someone was buried, they go in and then it, then they um, put those oils on the body. It wasn't for the body that the the person that had died. These are the closest family members of of that person who are who are entrenched in grief and they go back into that tomb and they they slather these oils these expensive oils over the body but it it, while they were doing that the oils were absorbed into their own skin and the fragrances were being uh, smelled through their nostrils and it brought healing and release and ministry to them who were who were the ones left on the earth to grieve the loss of, of this person that they loved and i just i thought what what a beautiful message of of a loving god who cares about all of me he cares when i when I'm sad, he, he loves to hear me laugh. He cares about every, every part of me. And when those hard times come, I just feel like the Holy Spirit grieves with us. You know, he, he's with us. The, the Bible says he will never leave us and never forsake us. But there are some times in life where we, we feel like we're alone. Um, I, I have experienced that time and, and I'll say logically God I know you've not left me but I don't feel you help me feel you again and I think that's where as a as a believer as a Christ follower if we we can look inwardly in a counselor's office and we can rediscover that evidence of where we see God in our lives active in that moment we sometimes we just have to shift our perspective and that's what a counselor does is we shift we try to help you shift your perspective on life and and that's only by the leading of the holy spirit and and if you're listening today and you are a believer i encourage you when you find and you look for a counselor look for a, a fellow believer you i know you can go to your pastor but a, a trained Faith-based counselor is so helpful because they have that extra tool of the Bible to, to draw on, whereas a secular counselor wouldn't. Yeah, that's extremely important. That having that same um, mindset, yes, or or the same heart uh, towards helping people, you know, and, and is is extremely important, and so. Uh, especially, especially if you're a Christ follower, 
and some. But you were talking about essential oils. I'm, I'm reminded of what my doctor told me a long time, like a few a few <laughs> times ago, when you decided to slather. <laughs> I think I was having a gout problem, <laughs> and you slathered it with was I. Uh, I don't know what it was called. I don't remember. <laughs> he said the 11th commandment, thou shalt use essential oils. <laughs> so, well, you weren't thinking about your gout anymore. No, I wasn't. Just, I just was, the burning. I was just, <laughs> thought my foot was going to burn off. But <laughs> I changed your perspective. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, oh, my. Um, but here's the thing, though. One of the things... That, that we have to, to deal with in the church is that idea that we are less than the less than a Christian, less than a Christ follower, if we are dealing with these things, you know? Well that's a tactic of the enemy. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So if someone is listening and they say, you know what, I I, I hear what you're saying. I, I know that what you're saying is the truth, but I still have the have this idea that that if that I'm not as a good of a Christian as uh, as my neighbor or so and so because I'm having to. Um, go to a counselor or I need to go to a counselor or I think I should or I'm having these thoughts how do you what do you say to them um if, if it's a, a believer I would say look at Jesus as your example um Jesus surrounded himself with people who um who watched and protected him and part of those like you know you mentioned just moments ago you mentioned about how how the holy spirit and angels had to minister to jesus those things are captured in the word of god because we need to see that example we need to see christ um being ministered to and because like you said how much more do we need that kind of ministry <clears throat> as human beings you know we we've got we have to have be ministered to through the Holy Spirit or through wise counsel. Um, when things are off and things just get off sometimes, um, when when life just doesn't make sense, uh, we we need to to seek wise counsel. And maybe that's from your pastor. Maybe that's from uh, a trusted uh, mentor in the church, a spiritual parent or grandparent. Um, which I think our churches lack today. I think we really, really, really lack spiritual grandparents uh, because we've, we've lost a, a generation of believers and we've got this younger generation coming up who don't have parents who took them to church. Uh, so we need these spiritual grandparents to step forward and take these little ones, these younger ones under their wing and teach them. Oh man, I truly enjoyed having that conversation with her and with my wife, and she was just able to uh, give some wonderful insight as far as where we're at as uh, as the church 
and where we're at with mental health struggles and crises, not just in the church, but also in our community. And and how do we work through those and how do we remove that stigma? It's not that we don't have enough faith. It's just that we need more help. We need we can't do this by ourselves. Um, God never intended us intended for us to do um, life and this Christian walk by ourselves. We all, He always intended us to be together, be relational. If you need to talk to someone and and you know you've just, you've just been trying to do it yourself, but you realized, hey, you know what? I can't do it by myself. I need to talk to somebody. We're going to have some resources listed listed in our show notes. Be sure and check those out. Well, thank you for listening uh, to the Everything Podcast, and I am so glad that you did. I pray that it has been encouraging to you. Uh, and if you need to talk to someone, find someone in your local community, uh, your pastor. Um, you can do a, a, a Google search for mental health uh, counselors or Christian mental health counselors uh, near me, uh, and they will it will populate what you need. Um, someone that you can go talk to. Uh, if you need to, you can reach out to us. We've got all of our information there in show notes. Again, we 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 are we are so grateful that you have chosen to listen. And we will uh, be praying for you, and I pray God's blessings and His favor over you. Thank you for listening.